bringing you his authentic perspectives on important topics. They live in suburbs together. They live in the city together. They hang out together, all in the same family. We're the only idiots that fight because we want our voice to only be on one side. Like, does that even make any sense? And when the side loses, you lose everything. They, on the other hand, have a voice no matter what because somebody that looks like them is always in, in control. Frank, candid, and straight to the point. Well, it's just a skewed uh, system. Of course it is. It's a lot but, of adjustment. But, but answer there, my question, though. Should we let people what? go? Should we let people go? Like, let's just forget about bail altogether. And if your neighbor commits well, a homicide and kills people up... If you kill people and they next to you and you just let them come back and live right next to you, they can live upstairs from you. Let them come in your house. This is The Truth of the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth and The Truth app. Now, he's the mayor of the city of Milwaukee. He's a young man. Give him a chance. I only complain about things that I care about. What I want you to do is pretend like I'm in St. Louis. And all I'm asking the mayor and the common council president and the common council, show me. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio in Milwaukee, here is Dr. Ken Harris. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number. Tell Tori I'm happy I found my... How did he take my mouse and put it in his pocket? I mean, literally, he took a mouse and put it in his pocket. As I, <laughs> that's like when you grow up in. Talking Text Line says, no, we should not do that school thing because me and other school bus drivers' hours will be even lesser. No, they won't. They'll be longer. They're going to have longer days. But anyway, school already has too many days off as it is, and the bus driver don't get paid for time off. That We're not going to jack an entire school district because bus drivers need to have some hours to drive kids to school. Are we? I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't You're think You're a job so. killer, Ken. I'm a job killer? <laughs> I'm a job killer? Like, how am I a job? I would be really mean, but I'm not. I'm going to be nice, even though it's pop-off Friday and you just get to pop off about whatever you want to be with. That's, <laughs> man, it's not our intention to be off, and I think we should be getting paid for the first day off. You own drugs or something, because ain't nobody going to pay you for work you don't do. See, you live in the wrong place. You think that that the, comp- the, the country is going to be able to do that, but we, we're not going to do that. This idiocy of people in business need to pay for everybody else, eventually the business runs out of money. Then what? Who's going to pay for it? So, so I don't, I don't really get it. I don't really understand. So that, that makes absolutely no sense to me whatsoever. Hit him on the talking set. Can y'all hurry up? Like I'm sitting there. 
I'm just having fun. I have some people in the studio because now see now he don't know me. He's gonna be like, "What's wrong with him?" Like, well, well, what we we have some guests that I've been looking forward to for quite a while because you know I've been on the internet looking up people and seeing what people say and do and where they from and all that. And so we have in the studio with us Garland Smith, uh, G from G's Clippers. How are you, sir? Doing I'm great. Thanks. Thanks, right. Max. How about yourself? It's good, but right. I know you. This yes, is the guy do. I've been trying to meet. This is the dude I've been trying to meet. I guess that's a good thing if you've been trying to meet me. Dr. Charles oh, Rogers looking for from the, the medical – co- well, you know, well, if I was looking for you in my other profession as a lieutenant with the Milwaukee Police Department, that that's might have been what, something. Yeah, that's not what we want. But that's not what we want. <laughs> that's not what we want. <laughs> I'm excited today because today we're going to be talking about – so for people that don't know, this month is Colorectal Awareness Month. And so we're going to be talking about something that is, I don't want to make it trivial, but it's a disease that is so preventable and so treatable and so curable that it's a wonder that people even get it. But then we have to also take a step back and look at the fact that we, as men, tend to not take care of ourselves. So I want to say... Uh, good afternoon to Dr. Charles Rogers of the Medical College of Wisconsin Cancer Center. G from G's Clippers. Good afternoon. How are you? Great, great. A little tired. But a little I'm tired, but you're making it. I'm doing great. Long day? Uh, I have a child. Uh, he's about six and a half months, so <laughs> that's more so the driver <laughs> of the okay. here. Well, I have two daughters, and they're 31 and 26. And they still make you tired. So they live... Away from me. Okay. Okay. So help is coming. Okay. It's just not coming soon. I'll, I'll wait. I'll wait. I'll wait patiently. <laughs> okay. So so you work. T- tell me about your job at the medical college. Yeah. So at the medical oh, college. Hang on a second. Let me. All right. You want to be closer? Can you hear me now? There you go. Good. Um, yeah. So Dr. Charles Rogers, uh, great to be here. So at the medical college of Wisconsin, I'm actually the inaugural associate director of community outreach engagement for the cancer center. Um, and despite all that, those big titles, my biggest thing is to help our team make sure that the cancer center is accessible to the community as a public library. So if you remember with the public library back in the days, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. it didn't matter how much money you made. It didn't matter if you worked late at night. Um, it didn't matter if you didn't even have a car, the, 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 the uh, library would come to you with a bus. Um, you could have a card at any time. They had Wi-Fi and stuff, you know, when it was uh, very popular, et cetera. And so we're key with trying to do that as much as possible with uh, coming to the community as much as we can, um, providing resources and support as much as possible as well in regards to providing um, access and education. And so um, I'm looking forward to partnering with G very, very soon. Um, so I'm starting as early as um, in the coming weeks. Um, but really just looking to on my professor side, because I'm also a social professor at the Institute for Health and Equity at MCW, Medical College of Wisconsin, but trying to use barbershops as a means to actually change behaviors as it relates to screening for colorectal cancer among African-American men. That's a lot. But then that's something that's actually needed. So where 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 were you from? Where'd you go to school? Oh, yeah. Um, so I'm originally from North Carolina, rural North Carolina, like chicken houses. Yes. Um, yeah. You know a chicken house is go check that out. It'll make you make, make you want to go vegan. Originally um, from North Carolina, I did my first degree in applied mathematics and minor in accounting from North Carolina State University. Went on to there to do a master's in applied statistics from Kennesaw State University. Um, after that, did a doctorate where I actually went into the public health space where I did a PhD at Texas A&M University with 
focused on um, public health edu- pub, uh, public education pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, health education behavior that's a little more specific. Um, and then I like to learn, so I went to train some more. Um, I did a, a postdoctoral fellowship funded by the National Cancer Institute focused on community-based research as well as cancer-related health disparities. And then at the same time, I knew I was doing great work, but I was like, no one can hear me. Right. No one can understand what I'm saying. Right. Um, so I got another degree which taught me how to do what I'm doing right now, speak on the radio, speak on TV, write newspaper articles that your great-grandma can understand. And so I picked up a master's of public health, focused on public health administration and policy. So speaking to policymakers who care more so about how much money we're losing from this preventable, beatable, and treatable disease, CRC, versus how many people are dying, is a language that I learned to talk through that training. So in other words, you haven't been doing a lot with your life, huh? Uh, I disagree with that. <laughs> he been, he been I definitely disagree with that. kind of easy. <laughs> I disagree you know, with that. I gotta, you know, <clears throat> look, fin- finally I met somebody with as many letters as I have. So that's that's what I'm talking that's about. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. We, we, and and so and so G, you you're you has has this touched you at all? I mean has this Oh without a doubt. How's and, that? And this is the G with only three letters. Um but uh as far as how it's touched me Wait, wait, great, great or greatest? <laughs> oh okay. No, G E E Uh you know my dad, uh and I think you know of uh this uh mm-hmm. Dr. Ken. Yeah. Um uh, you and I have been knowing each other for some time. Well, my dad died uh, May 7, 2006, of uh, mm-hmm. uh, colon cancer. And you're right. It's the uh, I, I, I like to say it's the most preventable cancer out. And really, no one should really die from colon cancer unless, uh, unless of course, they had a very early um, diagnosis. diagnosis you know, But yeah. my dad was 62 years old. He just never got a colonoscopy. You know, and when he found out he had it at uh, 62, he had advanced right. stage four right. cancer and didn't live long after that. And, um, I mean, that's why I, I just try my best to, uh, you know, be on top of my five brothers, my sister, and uh, as much of the uh, community as I possibly mm-hmm. can to get uh, the COVID, get screened, you know? So the, the, the medical field, you know, I, I remember, by the way, just being a, a, a transparent, my wife is a certified oncology nurse. And hearing it all my life, having a mother-in-law who lived through breast cancer, having a mother who died from colon cancer and breast cancer at age 59, it was one of those things where the doctor said, hey, how old are you? And I said, 35. He said, guess what? I said, ain't that supposed to start at like 40 or 50? He's like, no, we're doing it now. Awesome. So since I was 35 years old, I'm in my 60s. Yep. Every five years. Yeah, I was thirty-eight. And so one of the one of the things that how how can you, Doctor Rogers, express to men what they really need to know and hear about colorectal cancer? So the 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 punchline theme we keep driving into every listener's ear today is that colorectal cancer is preventable, beatable, and treatable if you get screened. So, so but when doctors tell us. Well, you don't have any symptoms, so you should wait till you're 50. And well, sometimes when you're 50, it's too late. I agree. And so as of um, 2021, we like to say 45 is a new 50 in regards to screening for colorectal cancer. So 50 is not the age anymore. It's okay. actually now 45. But let's go deeper. In 2008, it was actually recommended to screen at age below to 45 for black people because mm-hmm. we get diagnosed with colorectal cancer earlier. I remember that. And we get diagnosed Correct. at a more advanced stage. Correct. So, like with like with G's with G's father, excuse me, um, when he was diagnosed at stage four, he had less than a ten percent chance of surviving. Right. 
you catch CRC, that's an acronym for colorectal cancer, you catch it stage zero one, individual has a 90 plus right. percent chance of survival. Right. Right. So let me flip it. You catch it at stage four, you have a 90% chance of dying. But I remember when the American Cancer Society came out and said that, like for prostate cancer, uh, you don't really need to check because most men, when they get older, they die with prostate cancer anyway. You know, it's a natural forming thing. And I said, but that's not a reason not to check. Right. Like that doesn't make any sense to me. Right, because even with a lot of these these studies that come out, they're not really focused on black and brown folks. Correct, and we're it's, not included. Exactly, and so if we even break it down even more granular for us in here as black men, we have a 47% higher chance of dying from colon cancer than a white man. When I first started this work over 10 years ago, it was 52. So those numbers are better, but it's, it's still a lot of work right. to go. But what makes this even more complicated, where we should, like I would argue that um, don't wait until 45, regardless if you have a family history, is because right now, mm-hmm. by 2030, Colorectal cancer is expected to be the leading cancer killer among people ages 20 to 49. Wow. 2030. It's 2023 right now. Wow. That's amazing. When we come back, uh, G, I want to ask you about how you made it through and some of the things you tell your family now about colorectal cancer and how you get them to the hospital. Because I'm interested. How do we get black men to the hospital? You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. You are listening to The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. My guest is Dr. Charles Rogers. I don't know. PhD, MPH, MS, MC, RNQPD, the whole alphabet. The alphabet doctor, along with, with Gullen Smith and G's Clippers. The the, the the Giannis of doctors. Wow. But he's from North Carolina. I don't know if he's feeling the whole Giannis thing. But I guess now that he lives here, he has to. Correct. It's playoff time. Correct. So Giannis be working. Though. Yeah, he be working, man. If he's I working, mean, he's, my, he's yeah. my friend. And I just heard he gave a million dollars for behavioral health here in Milwaukee. So that's definitely what's up. Definitely. We've got Garland Smith, who probably has the largest barbershop in the city. I went in one day, right? Because because I remember when 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 he was like over on Fond du Lac, right? <laughs> Where I went, I'm not getting my hair cut there. My wife said, "Why?" I said, "I don't have that much time in my day." Because every <laughs> single time I went in there, it was packed. I'm thinking they're getting a haircut. They talking. Oh wow! <laughs> I'm like, dude, like we really both. multitask. Like really, like I mean, talking, talking, like whole conversations, switching people out to chat. I'm like, so wait a minute. This this half of the room has already got their hair cut, and they're sitting around talking. And so now he morphed it into a larger shop with more things. And those are the types of things he does with, you know, um, bringing in men for, for talks about things just like this. And I think that's why this is so important, because now you're the 
you're the associate director for the Institute for Health and Equity. Or what? I'm just. That's right. That's close. Associate director for COE. CO. Community Outreach Engagement for the Community Kansas City. Out, okay, I should, I should keep reading. Associate professor, Institute for Health and Equity. That's right. Associate director of Community Outreach and Engagement. Yes, sir. MCW Cancer Center. MCW can see he got all this stuff endowed chair and all this. See, that's what I'm saying. See, he just I'm not just telling. But is that what's needed really? Do we have to immerse ourselves as black men in something that we know that is our calling and that in order to be a force in the community? You know, you could just say you're the director of community outreach, but without that masters in public health, would it really hold anything? Oh, that's 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 a great loaded uh question that I'll try to respond as uh, transparent as possible and also being politically correct. So I don't uh, uh, you, mess you, anything you, you up. Know, you, you know my show's not political. Oh, okay. Well, okay. let's let's do it. Let's do okay. it. Well, for me, the degrees and titles don't matter if you ain't working. So we would have made the comment about Giannis. Giannis facts, is working, so facts. we're fine. Yep. Um, so me on, on Saints Side with me, I see all this training that I have is that it gives me a power that I don't, that some people may take for granted. For me, the purpose of power is to give it away. So with the power that I have in, in regards to what I know for CRC, Colorado Cancer Awareness and Prevention, it's my responsibility to partner with people like G who have a great following, who are connected with this population that's suffering the most from this disease to do something about it. Okay. G, how did you get your family? So bef- before the break, you talked about your father passing away from colorectal cancer at 62. How did you get those, what, four or five brothers and sister? How did you get <laughs> I hate to say it like this. How did you get them to fall in line? Because I know him already, right? How did you get them to fall in line and really understand the 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 real importance of understanding themselves and their body? Well, to be honest with you, um, and it is five of us uh, boys, and uh, was six boys in my family and, and my sister. <clears throat> to be honest with you, it, it it was it wasn't as hard until I got to the three oldest ones. You know, we have a group mm-hmm. a group uh, text that we. Uh, right communicate with almost daily, you know, uh, my siblings and I, and, um, you know, I, you know, sometimes I just throw things out. When was the last time you, you know, you guys got checked? Did everybody here get, uh, right. uh, get their, uh, a colorectal, um, uh, exam within the past, you know, uh, five years. It was the three oldest ones, man. You know, I'm too busy, blah, blah, blah. You know, I'm getting to it. I said, dude, y'all saw daddy with their way right. down to 98 pounds. In an extremely short uh, amount of time, that that should be enough in itself, you right. know. Right. Um, you know, you not you not just want to live long; you want to have a high quality of life as well, you know. Right. So, I mean, you know, it didn't take a lot of twisting their arms, you know. But uh, you know, just we just got to be engaged, you know. We got to you know yeah. uh, have that conversation, and and that's what I'm doing through G's Clippers. You know, we have a lot of individuals coming uh, through the doors of G's Clippers, and it is the largest barbershop in the state of Wisconsin, one of the largest right. actually in the country. Um, and uh, I just feel that that's my responsibility. You know, I feel to whom much is given, much is required. So I have that stage, you know, for a reason, you know, so I have to, yeah. you know, do all I can to impart, uh, inform, uh, engage as many um uh, people as I possibly can. You know, that's what I feel that barbershops were, man, back in yeah. the 40s, 50s, 60s. We truly was the heartbeat of the community where good news was shared. Right, right. Where politicians could come and speak to their constituents, you right. know, where where uh, uh, we were the doctor, if you will. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm just trying to, you know, get back to where the uh, the roots, to where the foundation uh, was. 
How long have you been in this position? I've been in this role since June 1st last year. Okay. How, what, what are some of your plans to do the community outreach, more so the engagement piece? Uh, it's, it's definitely far-reaching. Um, we've been very intentional um, this month. You might have seen um, the first weekend of March, a lot of buildings blue. Right. And I, right. Sh- I see you wearing blue today. I don't know if right. that was intentional or not, but if so, fantastic. If not, still fantastic. But blue is actually the color for colorectal cancer. Correct. Um, most people don't know that. They know pink for breast cancer awareness. Um, and so, um, and they also know that October is usually the month for breast cancer awareness month. And so we're trying to really drive home that like, um, chloride cancer, again, is preventable, beatable, and treatable early detection screening. And it's actually something that should be more of a common conversation. Um, and so we know. But, but then how do you do that? How do you, how do you have a common conversation about cancer? You have a common conversation about cancer, about having it, making it common. So, for, so for instance, with this first example with uh, the lights going blue across the across the city, um, go blue MKE. Um, you know, we had thirteen institutions, including the Huron Bridge. Is it Huron? It's Home. Excuse home me. Bridge. Huron is a important partner uh, for my job. But the Home Bridge, uh, we lit it blue to increase awareness. You know, that's one thing we're doing. Um, we're having a conversation. The MCW is having a conversation uh, with G in a few weeks. Um, to try to bring this awareness to the um, black and brown community. We're also doing a totally in Spanish um, Facebook live event next week um, to try to bring awareness to that community because their rates are are terrible in that community as well. And not only for screening, but in terms of actually getting and dying from CRC as well. Um, we're doing a lot of programs. We're working on a screening bus to actually bring it mm-hmm. that resource to the community. Mm-hmm. Um, but any and now, every- is that going to be through MCW? Yes. Okay. Yes, that is. That is. And that's not only specifically chloride cancer. It's for sure um, um, breast cancer screening as well as some services in terms of um, trying to reduce infant mortality, which we know is, is also very bad in, in the black community. Um, maternal, maternal and child health. Um, some, several other things that we're doing, um, you know, we're, you, you'll see us out there partnering with churches. Uh, wherever people are, we go to community as much as we can, mm-hmm. um, and we're open to collaboration. All right. You're listening to Dr. Charles Rogers. I'm going to promote G. He's now Dr. Gollum Smith. we give him an honorary doctor. <laughs> and I'm Dr. Ken Harris. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. When we come back, I want to ask Dr. Rogers about um, a certain type of engagement that that I want to get his opinion on. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon Traffic, weather, and sports up next. More of The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harrison is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Oh, yeah. Cold world. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is for all the fans that waited, that hated, oh, Dated. Look, mama, we made it. Your son out in Barbados. Cheese, eggs, and potatoes. Smoking on the beaches. My mind working like Play-Dohs. Analyzing the world. Fantasizing about girls. I'm handing diamonds and pearls. And vandalizing her curls. Sweating the weave out. Moses, she breathes out. I'm doing in parties with... You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. My guest today, Gollin... G. Smith from G's Clippers and Dr. Charles Rogers from the Medical College of Wisconsin, the Associate Director of Community Outreach and Engagement. I had a question about engagement. How young do you really start talking about 
not necessarily testing, but start talking about men's health, why it's important, that kind of thing. When do we usually start having conversations with black boys about policemen? Uh, I don't know because I don't have sons. No, I'm just teasing. Um, I think you should start having it at what? Kindergarten, first grade. So I would argue we should do the same thing for men's health. Okay. Okay. That's how, that's how important it is. Okay. And so how do we then put it in the education stream? Because, you know, we, we, we talk about sending kids to 3K, 4K, right? But studies have shown in education that by the time you're in third grade, everything you've learned in 4K has gone and you need to relearn it, right? If we start teaching kids in kindergarten, first grade, how do we then reinforce it throughout their lives? That's great. That's a great question. So I think that we have to start early on talking about the importance of health. You know, we always hear the, the sayings that health is, is wealth, but that's so true. As I mentioned during the break, if we got a poor smoker and a rich smoker and they're both smoking a lot, right. the rich smoker is still going to outlive the, wow. the, the poor smoker just because of the money. Mm-hmm. And so if we really drive that same um, concept in regards to social terms of health specifically um, for young people, it could literally save their lives. And so, so it, but, it, it, but it's structural, too. So it's like it, it doesn't matter if I'm teaching a kid at school about eating fresh fruits and vegetables and they can't they go home and they can't do it. Right. They can't do it in terms of like their parents can't afford it or where they live. There's no fresh fruits and vegetables, fruits and vegetables available. Right. It's, it's, it's important. You know, yeah. I'll so so is it really the is it really the money or is it the fact that I have a job? I have insurance. So then I have access to health care. It's all of that. All of that. Hmm. Gee, what what would you suggest that could be done in our community? You you you're connected with um, tens of thousands of people throughout the city, throughout the state. You're connected as a as a as a black man. You're connected as a Milwaukeean, a Wisconsinite. Right. You know what I would say uh, to that, uh, DK. I mean, Doctor Ken. That's the DK. Get like everybody else. I'm so used to calling you DK, <laughs> but at any rate. At any rate, I would say um, institutions, you know, I always say it's two businesses in the urban community that can truly change mm-hmm. the trajectory of that community. One being the barbershop, the other being the church. Yep, absolutely. And I say if those two institutions adopted the will to or the mission or the task to informing engaging um, our community, I believe that alone can be a tool to uh, constantly drive health uh, 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 and different uh, things that you should do, mm-hmm. you know, throughout your life to make sure, you know, in terms of screenings, you know, I, you know, the barbershops and the, and the churches, man, we can, we can really do a lot in terms of informing, engaging. But that's a tough nut to crack. I mean, um, I'm a member of 100 Black Men, right? The motto is what they see is what they'll be. How can we enable children to see um, modeled health care? How do we get, you know, do we take them to the doctor with us? Do we, you know, I, I know we can teach them about it, but at some point they're going to have to pick it up themselves. And our children are notorious, and I say that in a in a fun way, of recognizing what someone does and being able to do it better than what they do. How do we transfer that? 
Yeah, so I think you get a great recommendation, and like we mentioned earlier about take your dad to doctor day. Um, if we if we're taking our kids with us to the doctor and showing the importance of that, that could indeed roll off on them um, later. But to build on um, G's great comments, I agree that um, barbershops and churches are definitely great environments for really impacting change in regards to the health of, 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 of most most individuals. Because even with barbers alone, they tend to have a relationship mm-hmm. of average of seven to eight years. So in, in terms of a barber with their client, the barber will more likely be closer than the client to the client than the client is with their partner. And so they literally have a, so much power in their hands every day as they're cutting hair. Mm-hmm. Um, and, at, and in the same um, breath, I think about churches, um, what is being told in the pulpit really has a lot of power in terms of the congregation. But I think we have to look at schools as well, because we spend an inordinate amount of time of our day in school. You, you think about a 24-hour day, you spend a third of it in the schoolhouse. You know, your, your mm-hmm. awake hours, 16 hours, you spend six, seven of those in school. How can we use that as a as a as an outreach mechanism? So I know that P, back in the day, PE was required, but it was literally just playing. <laughs> it was like we weren't talking about eat right eat, we were, eat, eat, doc, my plate gov and eat these many vegetables and these many proteins. Playing catch, you know, those are not things I really learned until I went to undergrad. Yeah. So that was something that happened to me not until undergrad. Undergrad is not the the reality for most people. So we have to think about how we can, as you mentioned earlier, start early in people's education to really get the right. And so that's the point. So if you didn't go to college, (laughs) oh, my gosh. See, you just put economics back in my head and home ec. And I had to and you have to learn how to cook and and personal finance and all those things. But if you don't go to college, how do you transfer that? Well, I mean, what, what I would say, I mean, I'm not sure, you know, where you went to school, if you guys had health class or not, because when I was in school, mandatory. Yeah, I mean, I had uh, uh, Ms. Grant was uh, at North Division. I'm a true blue devil through and through. I had to, you know, get at a shameless plug. Absolutely. There. Absolutely. But Ms. Grant was my health teacher, and we learned uh, mm-hmm. all about health, man. That, But today, is health even a thing now? I don't even know. In school? I don't even know. I don't know if health is really a thing um, like it was when I was in school in the 80s. Wow. In high school in the 80s. So last last comments. What is it you want to leave the Milwaukee community knowing about colorectal cancer? Um, that it's a preventable, treatable, unbeatable disease that no one has to die from. Black men have the, next to Native Americans as of this year, um, black people in general have the higher, the higher chances of, of being diagnosed with CRC and dying from it compared to everybody. And then I'll also leave with people that um, by 2030, Colorectal cancer is projected to be the leading cancer killer among people ages 20 to 49. G, can you tell us about your event uh, that's coming up? Um, or or I think, anything else I, you want to I think Doc would be best at uh, uh, talking about the event okay. uh, coming up. But what I wanted to, to just add, to just piggyback on what Doc uh, stated, um, to everybody under, sound, under the sound of my voice, I know so many individuals have their own, you know, perceptions of how uh, that uh, colonoscopy is. When I tell you, it's such an easy, easy thing. Yes, thing. It is. My God. Yes, it, is. it used to be, to be honest with you, when I first started getting it done, you, the, the toughest part was the day before. To drinking, get ready. Oh, yeah. Drinking all of that, you know, But now stuff. that's not even hard. Uh, that's not even hard right. anymore. Actually, it, it could be a blessing. You could lose some inches around your uh, your waistline, you know, you... 
you clean, and that could be yeah. a, a time where you you get a new start in life, if you will, a healthy life, yeah. starting to eat clean. Yeah. It actually is a blessing, to be honest with you. You don't feel anything after the fact. You're sedated. I mean, no, it's, it's, it's harmless. My gosh, and it's yeah. quick. You yeah. don't you don't have any recollection of anything. So when I tell you, you know, if you guys have any apprehensions in any, I mean, whatsoever, please, if you could just take my advice, go get it done. You're over 40 years old, or I think uh, Doc said 45 at this point. But if you got a, if you have a, a family history, definitely go um, before that. Like I said, I went at 38 years old, and I have never missed a five years. I've never went, went never went yeah. over five years without getting it done. So I, I, I just, you know, uh, urge each and every one of you to get the colonoscopy. I mean, you know, life is just such a beautiful thing, you know. And yeah, I would think that uh, all of you would like to enjoy life for uh, uh, many, many more years. So uh, uh, do yourselves a favor, your loved ones a favor, and get uh, uh, that colonoscopy. Can I ask something too, Dr. Ken? Absolutely. Yeah, so, you know, we like to say in our field that the best screening is the one that gets done. So you hear a lot about the colonoscopy, but there's other um, options as well. There's actually ones that you can do at home that just use you. That's, that's require you taking um, some stool samples. And so if you have concerns about like, oh, okay, I don't have insurance, I can't afford colonoscopy. What are options are there? Are there? There are several options that are there. And the key thing to remember is that if you have a colon, you can get colon cancer. Absolutely. Event coming up. Yeah, so definitely catch us out. Catch us online um, with a conversation with G. Smith here from G's Clippers. He'll have an impactful story to share uh, about the great community engagement work he has been doing for several years, as well as a personal sharing about his dad who died from um, late stage colorectal cancer. You can go to the Medical College of Wisconsin Cancer Center Facebook page for more, inf- more information at any time. All right. Well, thank you much. I appreciate it. Charles Rogers. Associate Professor, Institute for Health and Equity, the Associate Director of Community Outreach and Engagement at the Medical College of Wisconsin Cancer Center. We also have G. Smith, businessman extraordinaire. Good to see you again. Always good to see you, Doc. Always, man. Always, always. Good to see you. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. We'll be right back. This is The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. That was Charles Rogers, Associate Professor of Institute for Health and Equity, Associate Director of the Community Outreach and Engagement for the Medical College of Wisconsin Cancer Center, the Medical College of Wisconsin Cancer Center Research Scholar Endowed Chair, along with the magnanimous G. Smith from G's Clippers, who uh, has, I believe, the largest barbershop in the state of Wisconsin and has been known as a as a worker, philanthropist, a businessman, and um, has been doing a great job in making sure black men uh, take care of themselves. So 833-212-1017 is the number. Scott said our insurance company is on board with 55 as a new 50. 
I do believe they are. Um, they usually tend to follow the guidelines of the American Medical Association and the Cancer Society, things of that nature. So, um, talking text line, good life said, Dr. Ken, happy birthday to your wife, G. Here's a throwback. I don't believe you have, and I don't, I don't know if I'm going to click that because I don't know what it's going to take me to. It might be something, you know. Wow. Interesting. And so my question is, which one are you? Like, that's that's my question. Which? So are you on the left or the right? Are you the taller or the shorter? That's the question. 833-212-1017 is the number. I finally got a picture of good life. But I don't know which one is you, is the tall one or the short one. So. <laughs> <laughs> Talking text line, Mike from Mill Road. Say, hey, y'all got to Wow, that's a that's an old picture. That's a that's an old picture. Ooh, ooh, that's mean, Kyle. I can't, I can't tell y'all what Kyle just said. I said I can't tell y'all what Kyle said. I did not say anything mean. I didn't say what you said about. Don't be getting all defensive. 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 So if you heard my top five at five, um, my most interesting one is the fact that a new group just bought the mall. And I want to see what's exactly what exactly is going to happen. And so they were supposed to do it. Judge William uh, Sosny had openly was openly upset by the notice he received less than 24 hours before Friday's hearings. He said, I don't think I don't know if you think it's because you don't want the court to be prepared and want the court to rule without adequate time and preparation, the judge said. But as long but as I said a long time ago, you're dealing with the wrong judge and a lawyer for the potential buyers say there are parts of the mall they want to restore. Attorney Mark Foley said the bottom line is essentially the building has good bones that can be put to good use, although it needs significant renovations and repairs. However, the Sosny says there's a raise order that he's not ready to reverse. Why are you trying to destroy a building that people are trying to build? So the city of Milwaukee says demolition is preferable to redevelopment and they're ready to go with bulldozers if the property is transferred over to them. But it wasn't. Somebody bought it. Chief of staff for Cavalier Johnson, Nick DeSeato, if I'm not saying his name right. But anyway, he's I can't stress enough <clears throat> whether there's fires, whether it's the safety concerns of folks going in there. The fact that somebody died in this building, it has to end. That makes absolutely no sense at all. None whatsoever. So now the judge has paused the demolition of the Northridge Mall so that the city can talk with potential new buyers. Everyone is back in court April 14th. So I'm telling you I want to buy the building. You're saying you need to do something about it. <clears throat> and then you tell me you still want to raise it. Why? Like what is what's in your what's stuck in your craw? That makes you think that a person is going to pay millions of dollars for a property that they want to redo, rebuild, 
reinvigorate the city of Milwaukee on 76 and Brown Deer Road, and you're giving them trouble. See, it's the idiocy of the city. It's the idiocy of, yeah, it's Pop-Off Friday. It's the idiocy of being able to build something in a neighborhood that borders with Brown Deer to build it up, to start having life in that neighborhood, and you're giving them trouble, but you gave, what, $23 million to Northwestern Mutual to build downtown. Why is downtown always more important than the rest of the city? Is it because black people live up there? Is it you always See, whenever you shut stuff down that can make our neighborhood great, and, and I think that's a mixed neighborhood anyway, whenever you tear stuff up that makes our community great, you always do it under this, ooh, I almost said something, under the idiocy, FCC won't let me, the idiocy of safety. When it came to voter ID, safety. Like black people are too stupid to do something. There's always a reason why when it comes to our neighborhood where we'll be great, and I'm talking black, white, Hispanic, Asian, 76 and brown deer has a multifaceted racial group living up there. What are you doing? Why is this judge so bent on getting rid of this? That makes absolutely no sense to me. Can I can I play my show in, please? You can you can kill that and play play my show. I in. thought for St. Patrick. Can you play my show in, please? Okay, I got. I thought for St. Can you Pat- play my show in? Time's running out. Can you play my show in? Just hit the button. Uh, what? No. Please. Please. Y'all see what I got to put it with? I thought it was St. Patrick's Day and your wife's birthday. I thought that was like the... No, I said that's why you don't celebrate St. Patrick's Day because it's my wife's birthday. I thought she would appreciate that. See, you wasn't listening. You weren't listening. I want to say happy birthday to my spouse. Today is her birthday. Happy birthday. Kyle done lost his mind playing Irish music on my show. Ridiculous. <sighs> Thank you, Craig. I think I'm going to have a great weekend. He just he almost ruined my weekend. But now I got some music. Everything going to be all right. Thank you, Kyle Wallace. I appreciate you for sitting in today, having fun today. I want to also thank Dr. Rogers and G for being my guest here today. Never miss a show. You can stream it on multiple platforms, the Truth App, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. You know anybody who's questioning about whether or not they have cancer and have questions like that? Just re-steer them back to my show. It'll be rebroadcast sometime this weekend and make sure you check it out. You look like you was going to say something, Kyle. You got five seconds. One, two, three. Happy birthday, Mrs. Harris. All right. Thank you. I appreciate that. You know, y'all know he's going to cut me. You know, he had to play some music. He just had to. But that's all right. Hurt my feelings. I'm going to go home and cry. God bless. Take care. I'll see you on Monday. Have a great weekend.